Hi, my name is Rutendo Nyamwada and welcome to another incredible thought-provoking discussion right here on In My Twenties. In my twenties. While you're here, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Today's guest speaks openly and honestly about what it means to be a man. He discusses the emotions that men go through and also gives us a little insight to his opinion on Kanye West's latest album. So welcoming himself onto the In My Twenties podcast and into the In My Twenties family, here he is. What's up in my 20s? I'm Tomaja, I'm the Fresh Prince of the 1632, and I am an entrepreneur, a photographer, a dancer, and an all around positive energy man. Now, on every episode of the In My 20s podcast, my guests always come through with these incredible mind moments or gem moments, and this is just one of them. Masculinity was never challenged. Only women are really challenging masculinity now. Even men as well. You know, men we never challenged masculinity. When from from when you're growing up, a boy is supposed to act a certain way, must do certain things. A boy doesn't cry. Don't be emotional. Don't be a wuss. Why are you expressing yourself so much? All these things is what you learn. That's what you were told how a man is supposed to behave. We are very aware of the repercussions of those things. Mm. You know, we are very aware of how a lot of men have dealt with so much emotional baggage growing up that they have never gotten a chance to express and they don't know how to express. The In My Twenties podcast is split up into three sections. In the first section, we get to hear a little bit more about Ndu's career journey. In the second section, we dive into today's discussion, which is all about being a man. And then finally, rounding up all three sections is a conversation on the all-consuming 20s journey. Let's get straight into it. You are a photographer, a dancer, yes. an actor. Like yes. creativity seems like it's in your blood. It's home. So it's home. Yes. So how did you get to where you are? All right, cool. So, I mean, just 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 to take it as far back as from just after high school, took a whole gap, you know, not by choice, but due to financial situations at home and, and just trying to get the finances together. But... One thing I did though, like I did, I never let anything deter me. I'm like, I'm, I'm a positive person. I'm an optimist. Mm -hmm. Generally, I'm just always optimistic about everything. Mm -hmm. I used that period to sort of figure myself out and figure out my life. What am I about? Uh, what am I into? What am I passionate about? You know? And that's when at that point I realized that I'm, I'm a creative. I've been dancing since high school. Mm. Uh, what kind of dance? Uh, street dance, all dance. Yeah. It was hip hop first, and then because I live in the township, mm -hmm. uh, you learn pansola, you learn mm -hmm. puja dance, you, mm -hmm. you know, you need to be, you mm -hmm. can't just, you, mm -hmm. need to, you need to be real with yourself, mm -hmm. you know? So, at first it was for the girls. Yeah. And then, the <laughs> and then you develop that passion, mm -hmm. and then you actually start loving it. And then mm -hmm. before you know it, you actually see yourself like, man, I could actually see myself on a big stage one day yeah. and actually doing this for a living. Yeah. I love this, yeah. you know? Dance is essentially like an expression of how you are. Yes. How do you feel dance has impacted the way you communicate with someone? Man, like dan dance is my life, you know? Dance got me to the type of confidence I have. I mean, if you can, if you can perform in front of a crowd, let's say a thousand people, for example, you know, because I also MC events and I MC brand activations, that confidence is already there. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it, it makes you more fearless. And most of the time, man, I feel like it's always easier to relate with people when they've seen you dance. Mm. Yeah, because people think if you're a dancer, you're friendly. You know, this guy was mm. dancing, mm. was getting down, mm. was smiling. That one and two, three, four, five, six, you seven, eight. You know what I mean? And and then, tell I'm not a dancer. What was that 
Nobody counts. You should count out loud. Don't count your out head. loud. On the dance floor in the club, can you imagine? One, One and two, two and three, three and four, four to and the window, five. to the wall, and up. And then, and then when once the song just misses a beat, you are lost, lost. for that, you know? <laughs> so it's always been a, a very nice form of being expressing myself in a beautiful mm. way to meet people as well. You know okay. Because I mean? I'm also part of a, a dance academy Okay. in Tembisa. It's called the Indigenous Dance Academy. It's been running for over 14 years now, you know. But the core, the, the, the foundation is dance, mm. but through dance, what can you do, mm. you know? Because mm. the whole point of, the, of, of being part of that academy, it tries to change the narrative of what a dancer is. Okay. You know? Okay. Because being a dancer from the township, I mean, I'm from Tembisa, mm. you know, and... Just as I was telling you, just the trip from coming from Tembisa to coming here mm. and just taking the, the, the taxis, mm. you know, from the township to town. It's all an adventure, mm. you know what I mean? But one thing, um, sort of being part of an academy has taught us is that you don't have to change yourself mm. so that you can you know, um, fit in mm-hmm. anyway. I like, I love standing out, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. I love coming into a place and people asking me, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And I can proudly say I'm from Timbisa, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that has taught us that is the whole brotherhood element of bringing each, like supporting each other through dance. But at the same time, knowing that we're not just dancing for the fun of it, we're not dancing for the hype. There's actually a bigger vision. And the only way we can fulfill our vision is through our passions. You know, that's the whole passion element of it and trying to stay authentic, not only to ourselves, but to the township as well. You know, we really don't want to lose ourselves because it's where we come from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where we're from. It's where we, I, I still live in Tembisa, you know, proudly and being, you know, when you're trying to solve problems, from outside it's a bit different you know but when you talk about the social ills that happen in the in the different communities when you hear people say no i'm from a community that's ridden with drugs abuse alcohol abuse i still live within all that all those situations you know you literally know someone you went to high school with who's on drugs who their life is not together who um is not setting a positive example anymore you know because all the good ones are leaving the township Yes, we all aspire to leave, you know what I mean? But impact, though, because there's people that are left behind also need to get that positive reinforcement from someone, you know? Because a lot of the times, the, 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 the dudes we looked up to when we were young, they were, they, it was quite different, you know? What we saw as great, as glamorous, these were actually guys who were criminals, who were drug dealers, who were doing bad things, but those things would be overlooked because they have money, you know? Because there's money, he dresses a certain way. He's he's the it guy, man. You know, he can't be all that bad. I mean, he's rich. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where we had to now learn, okay, no, it's actually quite deeper than that. You know, you actually need to have a positive impact within the community because there's young people who are looking up to what you are doing. So, Mdu, you've started a company called Ola Grootman. Yeah. What exactly is the company about? I've always wanted to have a movement that sort of supports men, you know, that sort of pus- puts puts a positive perspective or outcome into into being being a man, you know. And I've always wanted like a whole big brother type project to work on, so I can work on passion projects that focus on. Growing, growing young men, you know, grooming us as young men, because I feel like 
a lot of majority of young men in the township. You know, I wish I had stats, but I don't think we have exact stats for this. But a lot of us, a lot of young men, you grow up without a father figure. You know, it's either your father leaves somewhere in between, maybe your father passed away, whatever the case may be. But there is literally a lack of male role models generally in South Africa as a whole, maybe even in Africa as a whole, you know. And it sort of created this negative stigma, man, about about black men that, you know, we make babies and we run away. Mm. It's like we can't commit. We don't mm. know how to take care of our, our seeds. And now the problem is that because that is happening, we sort of have to figure it out for ourselves. You know, we have to figure out what actually makes a man in ourselves from the streets from our friends we've never been men before but we're advising each other on how to be men Mm -hmm. you know so it's one of those where i needed something i wanted a movement i wanted to have a company but that will have a positive impact Mm. you know you've spoken a lot about the positive narrative when it comes to men Mm -hmm. so i feel like this is twofold i feel like there is what we're seeing and then there are the conversations that you guys are having as men, as men which yes. we're not privy to as women. Mm-hmm. So, but we're seeing the actions. If you look at the last couple of months, we've had women's month in August, yes. which was followed by September that was focused on a lot of marches, highlighting gender-based violence and the issues thereof in <laughs> South Africa, which was, it was rough. It was a rough time. Which, September was rough. We didn't enjoy so, September. I mean, people, year. people were playing. People thought like August, oh, this is great. Women are great. Let's praise them. And then, but the realities are when it comes to statistics yes. in South Africa, being beat up by your partners, mm-hmm. um, being, you know, harassed on the streets, the realities of being a female in South Africa are scary. Just because there was a period and a time where it highlight was highlighted in the newspapers and in the news yes. doesn't mean that was the only time it was happening. It, was happening. it happens on an everyday basis. What are your thoughts on it? And particularly, I mean, we had this discussion earlier about masculinity yes. um, and also how you observed social media when it came to men's responses, mm-hmm. because this is a conversation we haven't really had on the podcast thus far Since to say, what was going through the, the minds of men? It was, it was very shameful first and foremost, you know, because <clears throat> here's how I reacted. First day, um, there's the, there was the Uinene situation, you know, and you're seeing pictures on Twitter and then instinctively, I think the sad part is that we already know how these things go, you know, and we've become so desensitized that you'd get men saying, I know it'll blow over in a week. I swear. Same thing with xenophobic attacks. And I live in the township, you know. Mm. So I saw the rough, gory violence that was happening within, you know. And even though this time around there was some sort of remorse where communities were fighting back as well, you know what I mean? Mm. And saying, okay, good, you guys can't do this because we are all, we've lived together so, so, so much and in such peace. And then all of a sudden you guys want to turn and just read like, cause it affects everyone mm. really. Imagine how volatile it is because I have to have the conversation with my girlfriend now and say, okay, how do you feel about this? And we had a whole conversation and you could, it was becoming very heated because mm. as a man, you need to accept that at that point in time, you need to take it. You know, you need to, you need to take the bullet. Mm. You need to, acknowledge what's going on as well Mm -hmm. you know and understand how they're feeling Mm -hmm. so that you can also deal with the issue as well Mm, and not be so defensive and not be so defensive about it you know it did hurt and on the first day 
all I did was just read through social media. I didn't comment on anything. Mm. I didn't. Okay, I retweeted, mm-hmm. you know, just to show I'm part of the movement. Mm. But why? Why didn't you comment though? Because that's the other thing is we saw so many women posting, <sighs> reposting, time and time again. There was such silence. It was a deafening silence yes, that men were that not men, present. Men, men were they not were not present. present. But 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 they were posting about sports, but they couldn't sp- post about gender based violence. I issues. couldn't even post about anything on that day. I think also because and also timing. One thing though, men, we do know is that. We know that once women are outraged, they're outraged. Once mm. a woman goes on a rampage, we've all had mothers. Okay, I think if you have an African mother, you know how the rampage goes, you know. And once it happens, you need to let it happen. Mm-hmm. Let let them express themselves. Let them lose their minds, you know. And then once that has calmed down, then let's have a discussion about it, you know. Mm-hmm. When your mother yells at you, you don't go there and try so. No, you need to wait for her to finish mm-hmm. and then... <coughs> Once the situation is a bit calm and you mm. know that she can now understand. Because now there was a lot of anger, mm. you know. And you, even if you were supporting the movement, anything you will say will be held against you. Mm. You know, as as positive as it is, any, there's going to be backlash mm. because women are angry. Mm. It's at that time, it wasn't our time yet to speak. So when when did you, when did the men speak? I think we spoke like two days later oh, or a day guys. later. But, by day, later. But, but, but that's the other thing is even, I think even when it comes to relationships, time and time again, you have the woman saying, this is an issue. This is an issue. And the guy is just sitting there. That doesn't help. And I think also because at, at the end of the day, you know, <clears throat> Twitter, as much as we become Twitter soldiers, mm. you know what I mean? I can, I can, I can speak in solidarity and still leave the room and go beat up my girlfriend, you know? All the people we found out about, you know how everyone was shocked when names were being dropped, when people were being mm. put out there. Did you know anyone whose name was mentioned? I knew a couple of people. And what did you do? I, I knew a couple of people, people I went to, I went to high school with and, it was it was scary. It was very scary for mm. me as well when I saw that, and I, I I didn't even know how to react. Like where where do you even start? You know, one one place I knew that I wanted to start was people like men who are younger than me. You know, I started thinking about my younger cousins, your my little brothers, the young boys that live down my street who are still gonna go through this journey of having to become a man are going to have to go through the situation of how to deal with your anger and how to deal with consent and how abuse is a thing what what forms of abuse are there out there you know it's educating and i, I even saw some 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 people also creating sort of programs and sharing content online about consent you know how do we teach young boys consent how do we make them understand that you know how do you then from even from your movement, mm-hmm. what what is the foundation of changing this narrative? Because it has to start from men. We need to unlearn the concept of masculinity and what it stands for. Mm. You know, we 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 sort of need to sort of unlearn what's what's always been there, mm. seen as being masculine. Mm. You know, because the concept of masculinity, from what it was back then to what it is now. You can see that there has to be a difference. Okay. It has to evolve. It has mm. to change one way or another, you know, mm. because the alpha male, the, the alpha male image, mm. it's, 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 
as much as a lot of men would aspire to be alpha males, but at what price? Mm. At 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 whose expense? Hundred percent. You know, yeah. at whose expense are we saying I want to be an alpha man? I mm. want to be respected. How do you, how am I going to earn that respect? Am I going to use my how do I, how do I put this with great power mm. comes great responsibility? Mm. You know, and for the fact that as much as physically men would see themselves as more powerful mm. but when we think about it intellectually and emotionally women are stronger mm-hmm. you know men emotionally ooh that's that's a very touchy, touchy. territory mm. to go to mm. you know and in turn we sort of don't know how to deal with emotions mm. whatever mm. type of emotion whether it's happiness it's anger mm. it's sadness more especially we don't even know how to deal with sadness yeah you know what does former masculinity look like that men were aspiring to be? It was never challenged. Masculinity was never challenged. Only women are really challenging masculinity now. Mm-hmm. Even men as well. You know, men we never challenged masculinity. When from from when you're growing up, a boy is supposed to act a certain way, must do certain things. A boy doesn't cry. Um, you don't play with girls. Don't be emotional. Don't be a wuss. Why are you expressing yourself so much? All these things is what you learn. That's what you were told how a man is supposed to behave, you know? But then we are very aware of the repercussions of those things. Mm. You know, we are mm. very aware of how a lot of men have dealt with so much emotional baggage growing up that they have never gotten a chance to express and they don't know how to express, you know, which ends up you find a way to suppress them instead of dealing with your emotions. We know how we're very good at suppressing emotion, Mm. you know, but we don't know how to deal with emotion. Mm. You know, if something hurts you, you convince yourself like, you know what? It's whatever. It's life. I'll be good. You don't cry about it. You don't speak to anyone about it. And then I think it, it, it all builds up, you know, at some point it comes out, in different forms, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't just come out where you become violent towards women, you know, it could be even the way you treat other people around you, how you treat your yourself as well, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it has like a longer lasting effect, mm-hmm. you know. Last week I cried for the first time in years. And it wasn't cry cry, yeah, it was, yeah. I choked. And guess what? what? Oh, oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed, but I told my girlfriend about it. Yeah. And I feel like I can now tell the whole world about it. <laughs> Didn't you feel better? I did. I think yeah. it was it was only for a couple of seconds. Yeah. I was watching on Netflix mm. Hustle and Flow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I seen it. Yes, you should check it out yeah, in this yeah. particular episode of yeah. the finale. Yeah. Right. In the finale, yeah. there's this guy called Flawless Flawless something. Mm. In the finale, yeah. he did a, a song which yeah. spoke about his, his pregnant wife and his kids. Yeah. And it was so genuine. It was yeah. so real. Yeah. And then there was a scene that just showed his family and they're all in tears. And I think because as a man, I resonated with what he was saying. I was Mm. listening to the lyrics and Mm. I'm like, damn, this is beautifully written. Mm. And then the way he was just expressing himself about how he wants to take care of his family Mm. and how he wants to be the, the man Mm. that his daughters want, want him to be and what he aspires for his daughters. And he's he's just reassuring them that guys, I'll get there. And then I choked. It was, it was scary. Mm. It was scary for me because I've never had to deal with that in a very long time. Mm. In a very way. 
It felt refreshing though afterwards, mm. you know. But I'm like, dude, am I crying? I don't know. I'm a man and I don't have, do not do myself mm. crying, mm. you know. So that's why it's hard to cry around other people because we don't know how to react. I know, I know. Wow. I've heard women tell me that they look at themselves in the mirror when they cry just to see how they look when they cry. <laughs> I don't have Well, I go through the motions. I'm like, let's, 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 let's cry. Let's, let's drink the wine and let's like get into it. When we, when you drink the wine, you're just trying to deal with it and convince yourself otherwise, Mm. you know? But I think it's one of those things where you need to like get, let yourself go through a period of grief because we, we don't, we don't know how to go through grief. Mm. And I saw this recently when how the whole Kanye West thing, he Mm. dropped the gospel album Mm. and I just, was going through his archives and mm. I was like, but now Kanye has been crying for help. You know, you could just see when his, when his mother died, that's when Kanye started jumping on when he did the whole Beyonce at the best, uh, video of all time. Kanye didn't deal with his grief. I think if, if we really look at the, his career journey after his mother died, you know, even the type of music he started making was very deep, dark. His behavior was very, you know, like he was, he was expressing himself. He was saying that, yo, I need help, you know, but we didn't acknowledge it and be like, no, Kanye is just crazy. He's losing his mind, you know, but there's never anyone who's saying, dude, like what's wrong, dog, you know? And even so it's hard to express ourselves because I'm not going to say, dude, I need to cry. You know, sure. I, I'm not going to talk to you to the point where I start shedding a tear. And sure. It's a rare occurrence. Sure. Yeah. It's a rare, rare, yeah. rare occurrence. I never thought about that, actually. I'm not going to lie. I've been enjoying Kanye West's album, but I never thought about the psyche behind the whole, it. Exactly. Yeah. Because I feel like he's just, he's, he's come full circle. Honestly, yeah. I think I expected something like that from Kanye, mm. you know, because I've been, I've been a fan since high school. Mm. I'm one of those fans who grew up from his first album OG, and Hawaii yeah. type of vibe, you know? Yeah. So I've, and then when you actually watch it and you watch his interviews, there was a point where he sounded angry in all his interviews mm. and people made him sound like he's crazy, mm. you know? But when you think about it, you understand the frustration is going through. What he was carrying. Yes. And as an artist, how you articulate that. Exactly. 100%. And this was him dealing Mm. With these emotions and dealing with it, and it wasn't pretty. Mm. Him dealing with it, it wasn't pretty. It mm. always it made him look like a crazy man. Mm. But here he is today. He's got a wife and kids, and who knew he'd actually get married, get kids. He's got his life together. Mm. He's got the beautiful the Kanye West Sunday services with the Ooh. choir. That's a next so level preach. maturity. Yeah. Mm. That's like next level maturity. Mm. There. You know mm. what I mean? It's a game changer. It's a game changer. Mm. So it just shows you that we need to go through these situations. Yeah. Your story is so interesting. There have been so many mind moments on this podcast. True. So many perspectives where I've like, I didn't think about that. I didn't think mm-hmm. about men mm-hmm. in that capacity. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about the emotional side of yes, the things that yeah. you guys carry as men. Never thought about it. Why? Because all of my perspectives come from a very female, dominating yes. female perspective as well. How would you summarize your 20s journey thus far? Okay. So, man, honestly, my 20s have been awesome, mm. I feel. Mm. you know, There was a lot of learning. There mm-hmm. was a lot of learning. And I think, okay, I think that my biggest takeout from my 20s was... When, let's say my early 20s, when let's say I was 23, 
from 21 to 24, mm. let's just put it that way, it was a point where I had to let go of the concept of finding yourself, mm. you know, and I adopted the concept of creating yourself, mm. you know, hence even being a creative entrepreneur as well. I think that's what led me to that, mm. you know, don't find yourself, create yourself, you know, mm. because after when I took the gap here, even though it was for financial reasons, but when I took that gap here, it helped me put a lot of perspective in my life, a lot of things into perspective. Mm. I, I figured out what I like, what I don't like, what I'm willing to learn, what I'm not willing to learn. But have you ever experienced the quarter life crisis? What was your crisis? And then how did you overcome that crisis? My parents divorced when I was 21, mm -hmm. you know, and this is coming from having a father in your life for so long, all my life. And me and my father were very close because mm -hmm. I'm the first of two boys. Mm -hmm. It's me and my younger brother, who is an awesome, yo, my brother's a force, yo, mm -hmm. my brother's, my brother's all types of awesome, you know, and he's like my best friend, mm -hmm. you know, and when, when that happened, that was a switch now from boy to man because now that there's no father in the house the mother takes the role of the the, the, the the father and the mother but now because I'm the eldest son you're a deputy dad now sure a deputy husband you're a deputy dad mm -hmm. you know and you saw with me because I was older at the time and I think this affected me more because when that situation was going on it was a point where I'm trying to shield it from my little brother Mm. You know, I'm trying to protect my little brother from the negativity behind it because I knew it was, it was, it wasn't affecting me positively, especially when it comes to my emotions, you mm. know, mm. it was emotionally very difficult to bear and deal with, you mm. know, and I thought, I don't want my little brother to go through that, mm. you know what I mean? So you try to shield him from what's going on and to the point where he grew and he started understanding and I felt he he sort of transitioned into understanding it the mm. older he became mm. and the older we got because all we did was as we grew we just became closer and closer and closer mm. you know so that that transition of now having to stand on your own two feet mm. after having a dad who's been supporting the family all our lives you know mm. and that was a transition for my mother as well yeah. you know coming from being married she married young mm. and then for so long until that happens and now we're just on our own mm. you know so it was a lot of learning mm. happening you know okay. and i had to give myself leeway as well to make mistakes and learn but at the same time there's a whole family to support mm. you know mm. there's now having to take charge and be like yo dude you are being reminded that a man is supposed to provide. Yeah. A man is supposed to make sure that the family is good. Yeah. You know, and you, 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 you learn it as you go. Mm. Hence, you start also adopting mentors. You start surrounding yourself with the type of men you want to be like. Mm. You know, there's no perfect man. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Probably takes around four, five of us, mm. and then you pick and choose certain things, mm. and you put them together. You find one perfect man. Yeah. yeah. You know. But until yeah. then, you need to get different energies from different people mm. and different, and you take the most parts that you aspire to be like, and you put them together to sort of create the man you aspire to be like, mm. you know, mm. because you never got, you, you've never probably seen it, you yeah. know, especially yeah. if you've never had a father figure in mm. your life, you know, you sort of look for that guidance somewhere mm. else and you want it from someone you feel is 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 to you as like a superhero 
you know. Sure. Mdu, you've shared a lot of wisdom with us today. You've shared a lot of advice. You've shared yeah. a lot of your story. You've shared many perspectives. But I want to know what final piece of advice would you want to leave with people in their 20s? Um, I think the one piece of advice is let's let's besides understanding each other, but let men and women adopt the positivity from each other. You know, with me as a man, one thing I love about being a dude and I've noticed with men is brotherhood. You know, brotherhood is a very deep concept on its own, you know, because with men, it's easy for us to support each other as men for some reason. You know, this is why you can find us as men, we can collect ourselves and do something senseless, but not as planned out as like girls book clubs and their girly dinners and but we mainly just gather to drink we, wine, <laughs> you know. <laughs> about men, <laughs> but also being able to be in solidarity about certain things, mm. you know. Like notice how many movements uh, are men orientated. You know what I mean? When you think about movement, let's talk street culture for example. You know, when you think about there was a point there was guys called boys and bucks. You know, who are pushing a whole movement together as a collective of dudes, even though separately they knew they had their own thing going. But it was just a brotherhood as a sense of protection, having a circle of men that you can rely on, you know, because as much as we, we, we sort of need women in our life, we need men in our lives as well. You know, we need other men in our lives to help put things into perspective because there's more relatability, you know, and there's certain things that happen in a brotherhood that keep us together. You know, and if, if, if more women could be able to adopt the very same concept of brotherhood, but put it into sisterhood. One thing I'd like men to take out of sisterhood is how to express ourselves. You see that whole drinking wine and talking about men concept. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trust. You're like, good on you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Really? You know? Really? <laughs> so it's one of those ways. Let's mm. get together as guys. Mm. Let's, let's, let's drink and let's express ourselves. Mm. You know, be like, yo, dude, like this week I've been an emotional wreck. You know, I've been feeling sad. I've been feeling crappy, bro. Like I really want to cry. Dog. Mm. You know, cry it out. What's, what's, what's your problem? Mm. You know, let's talk about it. Let's mm. share more. You know what I mean? But at the same time, as men, we like, sharing ways in which to improve each other mm. you know mm. we we actually do want to all improve and understand each other and grow because we don't like what's happening you know it's not that we 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 ignore it completely we, we acknowledge you know like men are not doing very well you don't want to be that man you don't want to further um perpetuate that you don't want to further add on to the stigma that's already happening mm. and that's already putting us in that situation mm. you know so you always try find a way to improve everything mm. self-awareness is key as well as let's share brotherhood and sisterhood mm. you know what i mean mm. those we can learn so much from each other oh my mind moment my shookness anything you can think of i am feeling all the emotions from this episode do i honestly want to say thank you so much for coming on to today's episode and being so open and so honest and so vulnerable really there are a lot of things that you highlighted that i never thought of i never thought about male perspectives of things i've always seen things from a female perspective and it's very interesting and very enlightening to hear a guy speak so honestly and openly about emotions and how men deal with their own emotions but i am very excited for the journey that you're on and very very excited that you've put a lot of energy and effort 
into having these conversations with men. To everybody else, I really hope you enjoyed this discussion as much as I did. I hope it was just as eye-opening for you as it was for me. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the In My Twenties podcast. And don't forget to share your comments and thoughts with us below. Otherwise, we will catch you same time, same place, right here on In My Twenties. In my twenties, in my twenties, how old are you? My birthday is coming up soon, and I'm turning another age, but I'm still gonna be in my twenties, in my twenties. Everybody, in my twenties, back row, in my twenties, choir, in my twenties, altos, in my twenties, drummers, in my twenties. In my twin <laughs> Okay, bye.